is the moment you've all been waiting for. Adam Liverpool, England! It was super necessary. How's it going, yep. mate? Good, good. Oh, I just get comfy. Fix the phone. Right, so here we go, everybody. Uh, your boy, Eric Anders. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, my pleasure, man. Thank you for having me. No problem, no problem. Uh, we'll jump right into it with you then. Um, so, your last fight uh, against Kyle Dorcas. Looked absolutely phenomenal in that fight. He looked absolutely brilliant. Um, coming off two losses before that, was it important for you to go out and make a statement against him? Sorry, my phone was up. Uh, what was that? Can you hear us okay, yeah? Yeah, I can hear you. Cool. Um, so I was just saying, your last fight against Kyle Dorcas, you looked absolutely brilliant in that fight. Um, you were coming off two losses going into that. Was it important for you to go out and make a statement against him? Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, anytime, even coming up just one loss or whatever, it's the, you know, um, the next one is the most important. You know, even if coming off a win, you know, my next fight uh, after this one will be is equally as important. Obviously, with Dorcas, he's um, only been finished once before facing yourself. Um, how much confidence do you take? from that knowing you're capable of finishing people who would be considered difficult to finish um i take with the grain of salt you know um i don't want to get like complacent or whatever and uh but you know finishing fights is what i do you know it's just kind of something i've gotten away from you know trying to change my fighting style and whatnot and trying to be somebody i'm not but uh you know um your boy's back, you know, and uh, yeah, I plan on doing that to my next, you know, few opponents. Yeah, you, you mentioned um, after the fight that you you sort of went towards trying to make it look pretty as opposed to making it look ugly. Um, where, where did that sort of for come from before, before this fight? You know, where did that, I need to make it look pretty come from for yourself? Um, I don't know. I think I just got kind of hung up and everybody, you know, saying, oh, he's a brawler, he's this, he's that. And I'm like, no, dude, I can, you know, I can make it look pretty, you know, I can be technical. Um, but I think in trying to do that, like, I, I think my fight against Kyle Dawkins, like, I was technical, I don't think, uh, or whatever. But, you know, I just think that, like, you know, you know, I just kind of got away from the brand of what what uh, Eric Anders is. You know, oh. Eric Anders is an athlete who fights, and you know he's tough. He can take one, give more, and you know that's you know just kind of how I need to fight. You know, and stop stop trying to like not get so hit so much and try to, to like hit them. You know, um, I got to make it a brawl. It's got to be ugly, and you know it always usually those kind of fights work out. You know, better for me anyway. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
So going back to your earlier life, then um, you were born on an air base, an air force base, sorry, in a, in the Philippines. How much of your childhood was we spent there? Um, uh, we moved when I was two, so you know I don't, you know, speak language, remember much of it at all, or you know, uh, I was just a baby, so I just kind of my mom dropped me there and you know picked me up and took off, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, you mentioned that the Air Force Base there. Obviously, a lot of your family have been military personnel. For you, was there any consideration to to join the, the military yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Um, whenever I, um, if I, if football hadn't worked out of me coming out of high school, I for sure would have joined. Um, you know, probably the Marines. Um, mm. but you know, it did work out for me, and then, um, I even thought about you know, joining after college, uh, but I already had a son and I didn't want to like, you know, be away from him for like months and years at, at, at the time. So uh, at a time, so yeah. Um, you know, the military thing didn't work out, but I would have, you know, gladly served this country for, you know, you know, yeah. 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 Um, so you mentioned football there. Um, obviously, you attended the University of Alabama, playing for the Crimson Tide. Uh, Nick Saban was your coach there at the time, I believe, and I, I understand you're still very close to him uh, to this day. Um, how important has he been in your life overall? Yeah, you know, he, you know, um, I think the role and job of a football coach is to kind of be that father figure um, for the athletes. You know, um, I think it goes beyond X's and O's and plays and, you know, personnel and things like that. And I think that's what people, a lot of the players appreciate the most of Nick Saban is that, you know, you can go back there, you know, years later and, and talk to him. You know, if there's any way that he can help you, he will. And, you know, he really took on that father role for, for a lot of the guys, you know. Um, so, yeah, there's just not enough good things I can say about him. Yeah. Um, so to stick with uh, Crimson Tide, then your, your last match was the 2009 BCS National Championship game versus the, the Longhorns. Um, you led the way with, with seven tackles and a forced fumble. Um, how proud of that moment uh, was, was that for you? Um, yeah, that, that was probably uh, my favorite game of, you know, my college career, obviously. But even outside of it being a national championship, like Texas was my squad growing up. You know, Vince Young, Ricky Williams, you know, Cedric Benson, all those guys, you know, a uh, huge fan of those guys growing up. And uh, I wanted to go to Texas. I think my freshman year was Vince Young's senior year, so. You know, and they won the national championship that year. So, you know, it was cool. Um, I really, really wanted to go there, um, but they didn't offer me. Um, and I'm from like 90 miles down the road. So like an hour and a half from the University of Texas. And, you know, they didn't, uh, you know, they didn't recruit me. They didn't, you know, whatever. So like when we played them, you know, I had like a big chip on my shoulder, you know, getting that win and having that kind of game was, you know, very important to me. So. Yeah, you know, I couldn't have scripted or wrote that any better. Did you feel like you had something to prove to Texas in that game? Um, I mean, I'm sure that they, you know, they're not worried about who I am or, 
you know, you know they didn't care in high school when I was in high school, you know, why would they care um, at this point, you know? So I don't think that they knew or cared or out, even after the game, they were like, damn, we should have got that guy or whatever. But for me, you know, I was like, uh, you should have got me. And, you know, you know, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's good because if I had gone to Texas in my senior year, I would have lost to Alabama. So uh, I think it worked out better for me anyways. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Bittersweet. Um, so what, what's what been sort of tougher for you in terms of like injuries? Did you suffer more as a fighter or as a linebacker? Um, they're different, like, and I'm a little bit older now, you know what I mean? So your body's not as durable when you get older, but, um, <laughs> uh, dude, I never, ever even pulled a hamstring, um, until I was like 24, 25 years old, um, playing flag football. So, you know, I didn't really, but my, I never had any like major injuries, um, when I was playing football, but my body always hurt from, you know, my, my back and my knees and joints and things like that, you know, just from my running and getting in collisions and things like that. It's a long season. And even in the off season, you're like, you're lifting an absurd amount of weight. So like for me personally, I think I was lifting more weight than my body should have been lifting. Um, and that's why like, you know, I was super stiff. My knees always hurt my back. Um, but since I've been fighting, dude, I've, you know, I've broken my face, um, had surgery on my eye, on just about every joint on my right side of my body, my Achilles, my meniscus, um, my elbow. Yeah, so, you know, it's hard to, to say which is worse. You know, obviously, you know, getting hurt in a fight is – or getting injured in a fight or whatever, you know. It's part of the game, but, you know, the training camps are like seasons, you know. They're long, you know, that you get beat up and all that good stuff. So, um, I guess they have their pros and cons, you know. Yeah. Yeah. How much does recovery differ between, like, playing football and, and mixed martial arts? How much does what differ? Like, recovery. So, you mentioned there, like, you lift after oh, a ton um, and that, like, how much does it differ? You know, when I was in school, they had uh, like a hot tub and cold tub there at the practice facility and they had all like the, the normal tech boots and everything was right there. So, you know, you could like get done with practice and, you know, make it a part of your team. Mm -hmm. Here, like you had to go drive somewhere and, you know, um, I line up, I would say, if I say that I'm not lazy sometimes and, you know, I'll skip the cryotherapy or skip the normal techs or whatever just to come home and, you know, you know, get some rest, like lay down, take a nap, you know, whatever. So um, recovery is definitely like a big part of training. You know, I think that's why fighters, you know, like Glover can fight till they're, you know, 40 something years old. Like he's got to be doing, you know, all that recovery stuff. And like when I'm in fight camp, it's just as important as the actual training itself, because if you're not recovered and trained, and ready for the next training session, then you're going to train like shit and you're just wasting your time. So, you know, I, I really make it a high priority when I'm in fight camp, but unless I'm just like dragging my leg or, you know, I'm like, I beat up, uh, which doesn't really happen around here too often. Like when I'm home, because the, you know, 
the level of competition is is not as you know the same when I go yeah. you know train elsewhere because you know it's just what it is. Um, yeah, so you know I need to I need to, I make it a priority to go do that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so you've got it on on your name there, your boy, uh, your nickname. So two things: where, where did that originate from, and is there a certain way that that you should say it? Um, nah, I mean, your boy, your like, boy, your boy Just, Eric. Yeah. Like, whenever they announce it, it's your boy Eric. I think it sounds better than Eric, your boy. Yeah, um, yeah, in my opinion. And uh, I got it is because it's like kind of how I talk. Like, but, hey man, let your boy uh borrow your car, let your boy yeah. uh, you know, borrow five dollars, whatever. Um, and then there's a dude from the gym who just thought it was funny that I kept calling myself your boy. So he just started. So he started calling me boy, but my boy over there, this and it just kind of stuck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's definitely a, one of the cooler nicknames out there. I must admit. I appreciate it. <laughs> um, so moving away from MMA a little here. Um, earlier this year, you were in an episode of Cobra Kai. Um, mm-hmm. how, how did that come about, and how was that experience for you? Uh, it was awesome. Like, I have a newfound respect for actors. You know, I kind of thought that they were like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I thought they were like uh, prima donnas, like, yeah. you know, kind of soft. But man, those that, I don't know if you watched it, but like, I'm in like maybe three minutes of one episode. And it, that one scene where they're in the in Mexico in the, in the bar or whatever, in the club, Took 24 hours to shoot that scene, two 12-hour days to shoot that one scene. And it was exhausting. I must have did, you know, fought Johnny Lawrence and his stunt double a hundred times, you know. So like I understand now, like when these people like lose their mind and you know flip out on people, man, they're tired, you know. <clears throat> so yeah, it was it was quite the experience. And uh the, the way I got the role is. They, they filmed the movie here in Birmingham and the stunt director from that movie, the stunt coordinator became the stunt director for Cobra Kai. So like they had this spot for this Mexican fellow Vicente to come in and uh, he offered it to me. And, you know, it was cool. I had to audition. I had to like read lines, and you know, act out a scene and stuff. And they really liked what they saw. And yeah, I got the part. Yeah. That's cool, that though. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so to start to stick with that then, how difficult was it for you? You mentioned just acting in general, like how long that scene took, but how difficult was it for you to pretend to hit someone, you know, especially when you're someone who's spent a lot of time learning to actually hit someone, you know, in this year? Um, man, you know, it, it was kind of, I don't know if intimidating is the word, but, you know, I was definitely like, am I doing this right? You know, like in between <laughs> takes, like, man, give me some feedback, you know? Because yeah. everybody else there has been acting since they were kids, you know? Everybody knows, who, you know, Johnny Lawrence, was, you know, in the original Karate Kids, and uh, Daniel LaRusso, him, um, Miguel, all those guys are like Disney kids, you know? So they've been acting. This is my first yeah. rep, you know what I mean? Especially with speaking lines. So... Uh, but everybody was great, dude. They all helped me. They were all like, hey, you know, try to do it like this or say it like that or, you know, whatever. So, yeah, they were all, like, awesome. Yeah. Well, well, was you ever worried that you might actually 
connect when you were doing a fight scene? Yeah, I accidentally, like, just at the very tip, like, uh, hit Johnny Lawrence's nose. And I remember them telling me, like, when we were, we were rehearsing the stunts, they were like, don't hit the actor. It's the fastest way to get fired in Hollywood <laughs> and fucking hit the actor. And I did that in the middle of the, like, but he just kept going, dude. He rolled with it. And, you know, I don't think he said anything about it. So, you know, that was cool. Uh, you know, he let me keep my job. <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, so on the back of that, then, are we, uh, should we be expecting to see your boy taking over Hollywood anytime soon? I would love to do it if they if, I, if they want to offer me a role. Then, yeah, dude, it, it was fun, dude, and I think it would be a cool way to like to pivot out of fighting. You know, you can only fight so long, but dude, you can probably act forever. You know, look at yeah. Morgan Freeman. How old is that guy? He's still acting. <laughs> you yeah. know, so yeah, I think it would be really dope to uh, you know make that transition. So we'll see what happens though. Yeah, yeah. I did have to ever considering like acting when you were younger oh i mean just... i think i think it crosses everybody's minds like you know you watch a movie and be like dude i want to be Arnold schwarzenegger i want to you know jump out of a helicopter or, or kill the predator or be the terminator or whatever you know it is that you watch i was yeah. into action movies when i was a kid you know uh the 90s is probably the best era for action movies ever you know yeah. so I kind of grew up in that time, so I really love action movies. And uh, Arnold is the guy for me, so um, yeah. It's uh, I always, you know, of course, when you're a kid, you know, me especially, kind of fancy myself as an action guy. I don't think that, like Romeo and Juliet would suit me or my personality. <laughs> you know? or if I had to speak with an accent or whatever, like you know, I'd probably suck, but. You know, it'd definitely be something I'd like willing to put time, effort, and energy into to, you know, be successful at it. So, yeah, yeah, comes down to yeah, definitely. Um, <clears throat> so to to finish up then, mate. Um, what are your goals for next year, twenty twenty three? Um, man, I'd like to uh, fight. You know, two or three times in between fights. You know, maybe land another role or two in the acting world that, you know, just kind of play it by ear, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But hopefully we got a, a return from Presente. Eh? Or I can, <laughs> yeah. you know, maybe I get in like a, uh, like a movie movie instead of a series, but it's cool. Cobra Kai is like number one show on Netflix. So it was, you know, good, a lot of exposure. Yeah. And, uh, you know, super happy for the opportunity. Yeah. And it was a, yeah. A, a great season as well good for you to be part of and that good stuff thank you, thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah as you say that's, that's everything we have for you mate so really appreciate your time um, honestly it's been brilliant to chat with you and we can't wait to see what's to come from your boy in 2023 yeah appreciate it brother hopefully big things absolutely we no doubt about it alright you guys have a good one take it easy, easy mate, mate. Take appreciate it thank you for having me on Thank you. That was your boy, Eric Anders. What a guy. Um, so, as we mentioned, we're going to end now because we've got to prepare for the next one now. Um, it's almost like a job, this, isn't it? I know. It's, <laughs> it's meant to be like a little hobby thing. I know what's going on here. I know, yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, it's good though because neither of us have got one of them right now. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, we'll be back in about an hour anyway with um, Alex Caseras, Bruce Leroy. Um, don't know what that was, but yeah, join us back again in about an hour. were super necessary.